what are you seeing in the music industry now? What's going on at the moment? What would you say would be the sort of new revolutions that you're seeing? All right, so there's the immediate ones and then there's the next wave ones. So so as we're kind of shifting into the new ones, so that those new ones are gaming, fitness, and social. These are huge opportunities. And again, in the music business, it's not like gaming and music haven't existed before. But when you have things like Fortnite and Roblox, it takes it to another level. It is not, it is not a little bit of music in a video game. It is, it is an entire experience in a metaverse. Um, yeah. And that's what's changing. When you look at fitness, of course, there's been music and fitness. You take a, a class at the gym and there's music playing while people are sweating to the hits, right? That's always existed. But then you bring in something like Peloton and you go, oh, we just put that on steroids. So th those two categories are growing. And then, of course, social, because social used to be, you know, promotion, not revenue generation. But now we're seeing that actually we're generating revenue from social and social has become, well, a hybrid. I mean, it, we understand what Instagram and, and Facebook are that, that now are revenue generating sources. But what is TikTok? You know, is TikTok social? I, I think it's a social media platform, but not in the, in the traditional sense. So those are the kind of current areas that were shifting to uh, uh, and you know in that revolutionary to you know now it's, it's starting to pay off in in the next phase though i see a lot in ar vr and blockchain um i'm, I'm a massive believer in in these technologies mm -hmm. and the the way i think it it, it goes for us is that you know, it seems very futuristic and out there at first until it becomes so natural you don't make the distinctions anymore. So maybe think of it like, oh, I don't know. There was a time when, you know, you did marketing and then you did digital marketing. Well, to us, it's just marketing. You know, it's not like there's a digital department that only does digital marketing. It's part of a whole marketing campaign. As a matter of fact, it's probably heavily weighted to, to digital. You know, there was a time when you had your digital presence and your real world presence, you know, but I don't make a distinction between what I post on social media and who I am in real life. It's the same person. It's not, it's not like there's my virtual self and my physical self. It's the same self. Um, and I'm starting to see that now, you know, if you think of like AR, you know, augmented reality, you know, if, you know, the first fun uses would have been things like Pokemon Go, you know, the idea of AR where you're taking digital information and overlaying it into a physical environment. But, you know, if I think of something as basic today as Google Maps, as AR, you know, if you, if you pull out your phone and you're walking or driving to, and using Google Maps, I mean, that's AR, it's overlaying digital information on the real world. And when you arrive at your destination after using Google Maps, you don't go, whew, that was amazing. I just had this amazing AR experience. Like you don't even think it's 
different than the real world. You're not making a distinction between the traditional physical world and the augmented reality world. It's the same world. Well, we're about to get there with things like virtual reality because where we are today in virtual reality is there's regular reality of the physical world. And then you put on the big, heavy, clunky headsets and you have a VR experience and you take it off and go, wow, I just had a VR experience. But imagine as we go forward, you won't make that distinction anymore. It will just be an experience. And of course, some of it's virtual and some of it's not, but we won't draw that line anymore where that exists. So I think that's a big part of the future. And I think music is and entertainment and sport um, and fitness and social will all move into the VR space, but it'll take some time. Yeah, and it comes down, I think, a lot to, you know, the technology that's available and then people wanting to change. And then, of course, being able to to make money from it. And I, I really think of innovation falling at that intersection between new models, new business models for growth, kind of radical cultural change and new disruptive technologies. Or they don't have to be new, new technologies, but technologies that can be taken into a new use case and adopted somewhere else. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. Um... But I would, I would only look at it slightly different because I think those things are linear. It's not that they come together at the same time. I think it, it actually goes in order. And, and again, you can think of it like with the World Wide Web where, where you know, it starts with technology. <laughs> um, it didn't start with somebody that had, you know, that the, there was a cultural shift and the, the world demanded the web. The world had no idea what the fucking web was. Um, but Tim Berners-Lee had a vision of, of how to do it. And so I think it starts with new tech, um, which then people go, but we need a business model around it. Again, also like the web, it was like, okay, but how do you make money from this? Um, and then ultimately you get an entire cultural shift because if, if one of those, if you don't get, the tech first, and you don't have the business model, then it's never going to drive the cultural shift in the end. It, it, I, I don't think, although you can kind of make, hmm, maybe I'll take it's a interesting I don't know, though, I can make examples of, other, of the opposite though. Yeah, I mean, I think most innovators would tell you it starts with a need, right? You're trying to solve a customer or a societal pain point. If you look at the very first Tesla, it was a battery stuck on the back of a Lotus car, like the technology definitely did not exist. He had a vision to, to transform the car industry. And he thought that there was a need there. And he said, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. So I do think of them as combinatorial. I think of them as you, you have to solve the need first, and then you take small steps in each of the other areas and you sort of confirm and reconfirm through your experimentation process. I, I, again, it's hard to disagree with you. It's, it's, it's so, you know, uh, you know, I can I can think of examples like who knew I needed an iPhone where I could pinch and, and expand things until I had it. I don't think consumers were waiting for it. Matter of fact, they were quite happy with their Nokia clamshell phones until they had that. And even I think people were happy with their phones before there were mobile phones. So it's weird. I think you need a visionary with some technology before the public will accept it. I don't know, I could, I, I know, I, and maybe it's this kind of ping pong back and forth of, you know, test and learn, test and learn, test and yeah. learn. And, and then you look back and you go, oh yeah, everyone, 
how, how did we live without it? But I don't think people were clamoring for the web. I don't think people were clamoring for mobile phones until somebody had a vision and some technology and delivered them. No, I totally agree. I think the vision, the visionary piece is very important. I do think it's a ping pong backwards as, you know, what is it? Facebook releases a new feature like every 16 seconds or something like yeah. that. You know, they're constantly ping ponging back and forth. Real stories curated with love for you.